Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Eddie Gonzalez, and you're listening to Keeping It G, where we'll talk about sports, current events, and sometimes just random shit. Hope you enjoy. Do you have money that's just sitting around and you don't know what to do with it? Well, look no further. I have the solution for you. You can donate it to the Keeping It G podcast. That's right. Just go ahead and go to the link in my bio on Instagram or Twitter, and it'll pop up. I appreciate the support. Thank you. That was Leonard Bernstein in the New York Philharmonic. If you know anything about music, you know the New York Philharmonic is amazing. You know, Leonard Bernstein is, you know, the goat of conducting, pretty much. Um, that's just that's just my two cents. Uh, but that is Nine on Bald Mountain. In case you didn't know, you always hear it in all these, you know, scary movies, these commercials about Halloween, and you're like, damn, you know, that's a cool song, you know. what? I wonder what it's called. Well, it's called Nine on Bald Mountain. All right, so there you go. Now you can listen to it in your car or, you know, if you're really into that. Um, Mazorski is the composer of that, so just in case, you know, you're wondering. It's a little music knowledge for you. My little music tip for the day, I guess. Um, but the only reason I'm doing this is because it's Halloween. It's Halloween season, man. You know, it's you know the second day out here in October. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest here. And I might get a little backlash for this. But I'm not that excited for Halloween because to me, it's just like a stepping stone to the other stepping stone, what we call Thanksgiving, to the grand holiday of them all, which is Christmas. Like Christmas is my favorite, absolute favorite holiday. And yes, I know I said Thanksgiving is a stepping stone, but I mean, I still, you know, I still celebrate it and I still give thanks to my family and I'm thankful for everyone and all that, you know. I eat the turkey, I eat all that stuff. So don't worry about that. But I just see these next two holidays as a stepping stone to Christmas. It's like a like priming us up for Christmas, you know? But I know there's people out there who love Halloween and yeah, Halloween movies, bro, that spooky, yeah, you know, all that all that jazz or whatever. But not me. So that's it. That's it for this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna talk about cults. C-U-L-T-S. It sounds like I'm saying Colts, like Indianapolis Colts. I don't know what it is. Like right before I started like recording this podcast, I was saying like Colts, Colts. I think because I was saying it so much, like I got into my own head and it sounds weird to me. Like, have you ever done that where like you're just talking and you say it weird and you're like, that's a funny word. Like pencil, 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 pencil. And after a while, it just sounds like, what am I even saying? You know, pencil, pencil, like it, you know, I don't know. Try it out whenever you have a chance. Just get up like a napkin. Just all these words are just sounds put together and like that. It's whatever. No big deal. I'm not going to get into that. That's for another podcast. We'll talk about words and how they're just random sounds. Anyways, damn, I got a little deep there. Hold on. I just blew my own mind. All right, let's jump right in it, into it. Let's talk about some cults. C-U-L-T-S, Colts. Everyone should know this one. If you don't know it, 
then you're about to know. I, I mean, I feel like you just have to know it, though. Like, it's just, it's one of those, I don't want to say it's an American classic, because that's kind of like, that's kind of fucked up, because <laughs> a lot of people died. <laughs> like, a lot of people died. Did you hear my voice crack? That's pretty funny. Um, it's just talking about this stuff gets makes me nervous. No, I'm just kidding. But, so Jonestown. Um, also known as the People's Temple Agricultural Project. But but really, everyone knows it as Jonestown. Um, the main guy was Jim Jones, um, hence the name Jonestown. And it was, no one really knew about it. Well, we did know about it, but like, no one really, really knew about it until November 18th, 1978. Because, let me, let me make a little pause here for dramatic effect. 900, that's nine. Zero zero, and eighteen people. So that's nine one eight. Died, yeah. Nine hundred and eighteen people. They didn't just die though. That that's the thing. They, I don't, like okay. They all died from cyanide poisoning. It was a a term coined as revolutionary suicide. You know, even jo- Jim Jones was. One of that those people included. He killed himself too. You know, all these people killed themselves because of him. Because he kind of told them to. Um, the way they did it, and I'm just going based off of, you know, what I know. Uh, basically, he they put like the cyanide and stuff in, I think it was grape punch. I'm not sure if it was grape or what flavor it was. I don't think the flavor matters. But... They put in the punch, they all drank it, and that's, you know, that's, they, they all died. I don't know what to tell you. They, they drank the wrong punch. Um, it, it's, it's a mass suicide, it's a massacre, and it's a mass murder. It's all of these. Um, there was a lot of minors, um, women, children, there was a lot of people there. And, I mean, when you think about it, the fact that they were they were doing this it, it kind of makes you wonder like how could you follow someone you know that blindly to or like i guess they were following because he was like they saw him as like a reverend kind of type thing like as a you know one of those figures and he he urged everyone to drink this punch and everyone was like oh yeah the punch yeah yeah you, you have some of this stuff oh man this stuff's pretty great and they were drinking it and Next thing you know, they're they're all dead. They're all gone. I said 918. It's actually 909. Sorry about that. Sorry for the confusion. Uh, but, I mean, that one, that one's pretty straightforward, you know. It, it, it sucks. And it happened November in 1978. November, you know, is, you know, that's the month of Thanksgiving. We give thanks. And here these people are, you know, doing what they're doing. So that's... I don't know what else to say about that. And that's just one of those crazy ones where it's like, why would you, I can't see, I can't wrap my head around cults, but if you want to get really technical with it, I mean, some people can say like religions are cults, but I don't want to get into all that. So like, it's just a matter of what you think and what you believe. And again, there's some cults here that, you know, are based off of religion. Uh, this next one I'm going to talk about, um, it, it's based kind of on religion and 
you know, in no way, shape, or form am I, you know, agreeing what they said or disagreeing or, you know, trying to insult them or anything like that. You know, I'm just, I'm stating the facts here and then I'm just giving my, my two cents, my opinion, you know. If you have a different opinion, that's cool. But I said, like I said a few podcasts ago, you just got to understand my opinion. You got to accept my opinion. It's like, all right, that's his opinion. You could think I'm stupid or dumb or, you know. But at the end of the day, it's my opinion. I have mine and you have yours. And like the world would be a much better place if everyone just understood that. But that's my that's my world peace for the day. So I've had a music reference for the day and my world peace for the day. I'm on fire today. It's a good day. All right, next one. I said it was going to be, you know, religious. These guys, not not all guys, but these people were known as the Branch Davidians. Or, yeah, Davidians. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, you're probably wondering, oh, man, who, who are these guys? What's, what's their deal? What's their story? The Branch Davidians, okay, I think I'm saying that right. I, I should be saying that right. They're basically like, so if you know the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Church, right? If you know that, um, they're kind of like, like an offshoot kind of of it. I don't know. Um, it was established by Victor Hutef in the 1930s. Also, I'm going to like botch a lot of these names because a lot of these names are different and something I'm not used to, you know, reading, I guess you could say. I don't want to say weird because, you know, those are people's names, but they're just different. So basically, this this Hutef guy, you know, he he called for a reform of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but the leaders of the Adventist Church were like, nah, fam, that ain't happening, you know? Um, so, so he's like, you know what, that's fine. I'll just do my own thing. And I think it was like in 1935, he and like some of, some of his followers, not his followers on Twitter and Instagram, but like real life followers, you know, they settled near Waco um, and they began preparing for what they called um, the second coming, which is like, you know, where people think, well, not people think, but people believe that um, Jesus is going to return. And after he ascended to heaven, you know, a long time ago. They believe he's going to come back again, therefore called the second coming, right? So that's what that's what they wanted, or they were preparing for that. Uh, they moved to a farm near Waco, Texas, blah, 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 said that. Uh, they called it Mount Carmel, or Carmel, Carmel, Carmel. Yeah, Carmel. C-A-R-M-E-L, Carmel. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I think Criminal Minds, they did a show similar to what events occurred with this certain cult obviously it wasn't like back in the 70s but it was like a day real day and age and it was based off of what happened back then um so if you haven't watched it criminal minds i don't know what season or episode it was but i know they did it because i've seen it before um so look into that let me know if you find it and maybe i'm wrong but I, i'm pretty sure criminal minds did something based off of you know what happened here so he they they established in Waco, right? And they became known as the Davidians. So, you know, they had this, you know, the cool name, they had their location set up, everything was going good for them, blah blah blah. Their main belief was that they believed in the restoration of the Davidic kingdom of Israel, which is basically like um I guess you could say the Davidic line or the house of David. 
Um, that basically is the lineage of King David, and you can find that in the Hebrew Bible, the New Testament, um, all that stuff. I'm not really going to get into that because I don't need to, honestly. They, him and his wife, they, they both, they both ran it, basically. They were like the two, those metal medals, the head honchos, you know? That was a little Spanish for you guys. Um, they had, you know, hundreds of followers there at, there with him at Waco. Like, they gained them over time. And they they really thought that, um, I don't know if you guys have ever, like, I actually had to look this one up. They were waiting for the fulfillment of Ezekiel 9. Now, I'm going to read to you just a little, little like, a little snippet of Ezekiel 9. So... It goes, <clears throat> <Let me. clears throat> then I heard him call out in a loud voice, bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. Um, and with them was a man clothed in linen who had a writing kit at his side. They came in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of the glo the, the, now the glory of the God of Israel went up from above the cherubim, cherubim, sorry, where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen who had the writing kit at his side and said to him, go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. As I listened, he said to the others, follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men, and women, the mothers and children, but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the old men who were in front of the temple. So basically, if you didn't have the mark, you were dead. And that's that's what they thought. Like that's what I'm that's my takeaway. Obviously I may be wrong, but from what I from just reading that alone, you know, no background knowledge or anything, just they were waiting for everyone to basically die if you didn't have the mark um obviously that didn't happen and one of the dudes who was following um the main i guess the bosses or whatever you can call them who his name was benjamin Roden, rodden he formed another group called the branch davidians so he kind of was like i'm gonna take your name because it's cool the davidians but then I'm going to call it the Branch Davidians because we're kind of a branch of the Davidians. And he took control of Mount Carmel. Um, the name, like I said, was he kind of took it, the Davidians and, you know, a branch. But there's like an actual, you know, meaning behind it. And it's mentioned in uh, Zechariah. Um, I, I can't read scripture, but so it's it's there. Trust me, it's there. So there's a meaning behind it. Um the guy, Benjamin Roden, he died after they took over and stuff, and they became the Branch Davidians. And he had a wife, Lois Roden, and she she was, like, in charge, basically, when he died, okay? Um, I mean, because that's what happens, right? Like, the, the king dies, the queen kind of takes over for a little bit. But bad news for Lois is they had a son, George. And so George was like, nah, ma, like, I'll take this one. So he stepped up and he was like, I'll take it. But she was like, ah, 
And a lot of people were like, hey, man, who do we follow? You know, she's been there for a while. This is a new kid, you know, the new kid on the block. I don't know. But a year, like, after after all these events occurred, a year later, the, a guy by the name of Vernon Howell, all right, who later changed his name to David Korish, but he rose to power and became the leader. Like, he got everyone to support him, all right? Except for one person. Now, if you can guess who that person may be, you guessed correctly. George Roden. The son was like, yo, 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 yo. Like, this is my, like, I, I earned this spot by being born. That's what he said. Doesn't make sense, but he said it. And he challenged Vernon Howell. And he was basically like, yo, man, like, are we doing this or what? Like, this is, this is my thing, all right? You're just, you know... A bull in a metaphorical china shop, you know, knocking stuff over, you know, like that. He basically told him what it is, and he told him like that. So they got into a little, you know, arguments, and there was some stuff that went on, but that's not that's not really important. Like, that's who cares about all that stuff. I mean, that stuff is what made them kind of known because there was some there was some crimes committed there, but they're not that they're not as important as what I'm about to say. Because of all this, because of the Branch Davidians and how they lived in Waco, you know, they had this, you know, Mount Carmel, they have this like big thing or whatever. At the time, the ATF, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, on February 28th of 1993, at approximately 9.45 a.m., they attempted to execute a search warrant relating to alleged sexual abuse charges and illegal weapons violations. Okay. Now. This was a compound, okay? I don't know if it was, you know, heavily gated or guarded or what, but from reading all of this, it seems like it was at least guarded because apparently they tried to breach the compound for approximately two hours until their ammunition ran low, okay? Four ATF agents were killed and another 16 agents were wounded during the raid, okay? That was just the initial raid, okay? The panty raid. Damn. Spongebob reference, anyone? Yep. You got it. All right. So a couple of the, you know, Branch Davidians died too in this, you know, first, I guess, raid. Um, There was a ceasefire. Everyone was like, yo, yo, calm down. Let's, let's figure this out. They actually got in contact with Koresh or in his real name, Vernon Howell. And they were like, yo, man, like, what are you doing? You know? And Cora was like, yo, man, I'm just living life. And they were like, y- you can't because you're doing some fucked up things. And then they, and then Cora was like, nah. And then they were like, all right. And then they kind of, it was kind of like stale for a little bit. And then Cora was like, tell you what, man, I'm going to release 19 children, but without their parents. So this way, like, you don't have to, you know, bitch at me because I'm giving you something. I'm giving you 19 kids. All right. So these kids were released and the kids were like, you know, where's my mom? Where's my dad? You know, all that stuff. Um, You're not my dad. They were like that to the ATF agents, right? Apparently, all these kids were physically and sexually abused long before they were released to, you know, the FBI, the Texas Rangers, not the baseball team, and the ATF agents. They they were, you know, abused, all that stuff. All right. (laughs) There was this siege, if you want to call it that lasted from February 28th, 1993, 9.45 a.m., 
all the way until April 19th of 1993. I, you know, that's a long time. Okay, that is, that is a really, really, really long time. Like that, from February 28th to April 19th, that's like what, like 51 days? I, I just don't understand it. I mean, that's a long time. Finally, I guess like the FBI or whoever was in charge, they got tired of it. And they were like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going in. So they brought in, you know, 50 caliber rifles and CEVs, which are combat engineered vehicles, to apparently combat the heavily armed Branch Davidians. The, I guess you can call them the government at this point. The government needed basically like stuff from the army to get in with these guys. Like what did the Branch Davidians have, you know? If they needed to bring in, you know, whatever combat engineering vehicles, you know? Apparently, they used tear gas to flush out the Branch Davidians, you know, without killing anyone. They're like, hey, man, we know we really don't want to kill anyone. We've been here for 51 days. And it's, you know, kind of pointless. Could have done this a long time ago, but we're just going to draw you out with it. It didn't work, though. Apparently, you know, there was a bunch of fires being lit everywhere and... You know, the government's saying, hey, they lit the fires on purpose. And the Davidians are saying, no, the government lit the fires just to give them a reason to go in. This and that. It was a he he said, she said, all this, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this banter back and forth. At the end of the day, this thing lasted 51 days. And 85, 85 Branch Davidians. There was only 85 of them in there. Like, just, like, okay. There was only 85. I mean, 85 seems like a long, like a big number. Yes, yes, it does. I'm not going to lie. But in relation to, I'm assuming how many FBI agents and ATF agents and, you know, all the vehicles and all the weapons they had and, you know, the Texas Rangers, everyone. I'm pretty sure 85 isn't that big of a number. Considering that not all of them are, you know, have guns. Some of them can be children. Some of them can be, you know... Just, just children, honestly, or women that don't aren't don't have guns, or even the men that don't have guns. You know, not everyone probably was a threat. Therefore, he he released, you know, like nineteen kids. Maybe he didn't release all of them. Who knows? I don't know. But out of those eighty five, seventy six, okay, seventy six died, either from you know gunshot wounds, or you know falling rubble, or they suffocated from like the fires. All that. And it lasted 51 days just for 76 people to die. I honestly think that the siege lasted this long because they didn't want anyone to die. But 76 people died. And four ATF agents were killed. 16 were wounded. I mean, the the remaining people, like the ones that survived, they were indicted. And there was like a bunch of murder charges of federal officers... Uh, unlawful possessions and use of various firearms um and all of them were released by 2013 or 2007 my bad 2007 so they're all back out on the streets so just just be careful because i don't know now you're probably wondering where are they now as everyone does you know they're back there in waco 
there's like people there there's like a couple people living there and they're not they're not bad or anything but they just they're remembering you know what happened there because you know a lot of these guys a lot of these people they were family with each other and they lost their family members they lost their wives their kids so to us we see it if you weren't like obviously if you weren't there you see it as like damn that's like that's crazy you know like what that's that's fucking crazy but to them that was their life that was you know their way of living and all that stuff and to them it was you know it was bad it was a catastrophe and they go back there and that's where they lost their wives or kids so it's like a place of you know with a lot of meaning to it we see it as a place where you know a mass murder was committed they see it like that too obviously and it's a little closer to them um and i think we kind of have to take that into consideration um so yeah it's just it's one of those like you got to think about it from both sides and realize that you know oh why would they go back that's crazy well because that's that's you know that's I guess you can say, like, you know, when anything bad happens, we refer to it, you know. It's just, I don't know. I don't I don't blame him for going back if that's where you lost your wife or your kid. Last one we're going to talk about. It's not as, I don't want to say, it's just, it's different from these. It's uh doesn't really have to do with uh, religion. I guess it kind of does. I guess it does. But this next one I'm going to talk about is very interesting because it's one of those like how do you even come up with this like okay like i'm not saying it's like dumb or anything because who knows you know who knows at the end of the day no one knows but and because no one knows we can come up with all these you know all these different things and we can say oh you know i worship this or i worship this or i worship this because no one really truly knows and you know, that's what having faith is, you know, you have faith in your religion, because even though you don't know, you want to know, and that's what you truly believe, and that's just what it is, and I respect people, respect all religions, no big deal, and I feel like everyone should, um, who am I to say that my religion is the right one, I don't know, doesn't mean I believe in my religion any less, or anything like that, just means I respect everyone else's, so with that being said, this next one, realism, it's a UFO religion. Yeah, that you heard me, a UFO religion. I, I said faux, UFO religion, all right? These guys basically think that life on Earth was created by, by, like, by aliens, honestly. And they think that, you know, when these aliens come down to talk to us, they're humans and they tell us things and, you know... They make us believe, discern whatever they want us to believe, really. And the the latest, I guess, person who is in charge of this, he he believes that, you know, they're going to come down. And his purpose is to tell the world about all these aliens, but only if we become aware and peaceful enough, which will never become peaceful. So we're never meeting these so-called, you know... Elohims, which is what they refer to them as. We're never meeting them because this world's never going to be peaceful enough. There's always going to be violence and all that stuff, sadly. I hate to say it, but so we're never meeting these guys. That's why I saved this one for the last because it's like, if that's truly the case and that's what they truly, truly believe, then I just don't see it happening. And I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy here or anything, but it's just, 
you can't you can't have a peaceful world when you haven't been peaceful in so long. You know, this is the way it's going. I don't want to say it's getting worse because I don't know how it was back in the day. Um, but it's just not peaceful. So we're not going to find out if this is, you know, true or not or anything like that. But to believe that we are we were scientifically created by aliens that's that's honestly very like interesting to me to think about because i don't know i, I think they're they're symbol too I, I don't know if you obviously you can't see because you're just listening but when you have a chance google them and look them up it's it's the swastika right which everyone knows is a symbol of peace, but it only has negative, you know, connotations because of Hitler. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, no, the swastika's bad, blah, blah, it's only bad because Hitler made it bad. You know, it's actually a symbol of peace. Um, they, It's the swastika and then it's the Star of David put together, all right? And that that's their symbol, okay? Now, they're relatively new, honestly. I think they are, like... The origin was like in 1974, something like that. And there's only, there's not that many people like this in the world. But I don't even know how you would like measure this. I guess you just ask people like, hey, are you this? And what is it? Oh, you believe in aliens that they made us. Oh yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I believe in it. Like, you know, apparently there's only like 100,000 in the world. Probably more now. That was measured in 2018. So I'm sure there's more now. Um, So I don't know, but... Like I said, you know, you can believe in whatever you want and, you know, worship whatever you want and think whatever you want because at the end of the day, none of us know. And I don't think we won't know until we know if that makes sense, which I think it does because I can sit here all day and speculate and, you know, think this and, oh, we'll do to this and this. But at the end of the day, we don't know and we won't know until you know. And that's, we'll wrap it up. Next episode's going to be a great one. Um, we're going to talk Halloween movies. I'm possi- possibly going to be joined by a special guest. So stay tuned on that one. Uh, thank you for all the support um, on these podcasts. I'm, I'm doing these just for fun. You know, I'm talking out of my ass sometimes. Or, no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, you know, trying to, you know, talk for real, but. I'm just doing this for fun. It's nothing serious. I, mean, I, I, It's no big deal to me. But I really appreciate the support and the listenings and the positive feedback I've gotten. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just when I first did this, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. You know, um, I didn't do this, you know, for any particular reason. I just did it because, you know, it's just something I thought would be cool. Uh, it's kind of hard listening back to my, my voice, but it is what it is. I've gotten used to it, I guess. Um, like I said, if you have any suggestions on what I should do, what kind of topics I should do for the podcast, or if you have any questions, or even if you want to be on it, we could talk about literally anything. I've already had a couple of people approach me um, or message me that they want to be on it and talk about something. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's chilling. I don't care. Literally anything. This is a chill podcast. I haven't really talked any sports, and I kind of like it. Um, I probably won't talk sports for a while. Who knows? I might lie. Maybe something in the sports world might happen that's super crazy that i need to talk about but other than that i just don't see it so like i said if you have any ideas questions comments concerns um just let me know because i really really appreciate it uh thanks again